Hi, you're listening to Book Chat with author Vivian E. Moore. Welcome, everybody, to this week's episode. We really appreciate you joining us. This podcast really shows us how we can all learn, live, and thrive off of each other. By sharing our knowledge through our conversations, we will impart some knowledge whilst learning ourselves how to progress even further. Here is your host. Hello and welcome to Book Chat. I am your host, Dr. Vivian Moore. I hope everyone had a great week and I hope you are having an even better weekend. And so I don't uh, mean to impose upon your weekend plans, but you know how we do it on Saturday, uh, each and every Saturday at six on Book Chat. So we're going to get straight to today's discussion. But first of all, the title of today's show is Don't Antagonize Me. And the topic is Creating compelling story villains. Da, 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 da. All right. So uh, we know that in the world of storytelling, heroes are, you know, they often take the spotlight. But we know that it's the villains who add the depth and the conflict and the intrigue to the narrative. All right. So a well-crafted antagonist can be just as memorable and essential uh, as the protagonist. So today uh, we will uh, talk about the art of creating story villains that will captivate your audience, okay? And it will leave them both despising and secretly admiring uh, the characters who dare to antagonize your heroes. So first of all, to become the perfect villain, you need to understand your role, all right? And you need to stay in your lane, okay? So what you do as the bad guy, quote unquote, uh, it depends on how well you know your role. All right, so that's what we're going to talk about today. So first of all, we know that villains are the necessary evil in your story, okay? You can't get around it. You gotta have them, all right? So it's like that, it's like that family member that you don't want to invite to the family functions, but you know you have to, because guess what? They're still family. They may be evil as all get out, but still they're family. So you gotta, you may not like them, but you gotta love them. Okay. So, uh, they are the counter, the counterbalance to the hero and that force that opposes the protagonist's journey and the primary source of conflict. All right. You always got to have somebody in the story that's messy, all right? <laughs> messy, it's all get out, but they drive the story. So understanding their role in the narrative is vital to creating a memorable villain, all right? Somebody that you just love to hate, but they're necessary. You need them, all right? So first of all, that motivation, all right? So we know that every villain has a reason for their actions, so, you know, whether it is a personal vendetta or greed or, you know, some type of twisted sense of justice, whatever it is, these motivations, uh, what they do is they give depth to the characters and they make their actions more believable. Okay. So for some people being evil is not very hard. It's not a very hard thing for them to do. They just pull it off every single time because <laughs> that's just who they are. All right. They are that person. 
So number two, uh, we mentioned that conflict. So you know you have to have that conflict, all right? So a great villain should create significant obstacles uh, for the hero. We hate it, but you know, it's there. It, it just makes the story that mo that much more interesting when you have someone that's pulling against the grain. All right, so these obstacles, what they do is they drive the plot forward and that's what we want to happen. So, uh, so what it does is it forces the hero to grow and evolve throughout the story. All right. So, uh, number three is you need that character development. So we know that to have a great, uh, character development, whether it is the protagonist or the antagonist, we know that the antagonist, the villain, uh, must also mirror the hero's development. Okay. So you can't have one, uh, moving forward without the other. Uh, so, you know, so the more compelling the villain, <laughs> the more profound the hero's transformation. All right. So they, they both need to transform as the story goes along. So, uh, you know, but, but still you need to have that complexity of, uh, of, of, uh, empathy. So you need complexity and empathy, excuse me. You need those two things. So so anyway, uh, villains should not be one dimensional. All right. So nobody wants nothing that's flat. You don't want a flat soda. Uh, you don't want, um, you know, a piece of cornbread that's flat. You want, you want it to have some substance, right? All right. So, uh, so we need the villains to be, uh, we need them to be dimensional, not one dimensional, but dimensional. Okay. So, uh, you know, they can be, you can, you can write them as dimensional as you want to, you know, they can be that mustache, uh, uh, twirling evildoer that we see on television, or you can make them more engaging. And so I'm going to give you a few points to consider. All right. So first of all, give them a backstory. So, uh, your villain needs to pass just like the hero needs a pass, okay, or has a pass. And, uh, and it can be, uh, it can elicit, uh, empathy or understanding, uh, from your audience. So that doesn't excuse their actions, but you know, it just, it just makes them more relatable. Okay. You can relate to it because as I said before, we all know somebody who, you know, is not the best person in the world, but you know, so that's where the villains come into play. So anyway, number two, you can, uh, the moral ambiguity, so some of the most intriguing villains, uh, are those with a twisted sense of morality. Whew. So, um, and, and they genuinely believe they are doing the right thing, even in horrific ways. How many movies have we seen or how many books have we read where, you know, the villain is just so misunderstood, you know, they were trying to destroy the world for the good of mankind, you know, but yeah, whatever. So, uh, anyway, <laughs> Let's move on to flaws and vulnerabilities. All right. So, uh, like heroes, villains should have weaknesses and flaws. They're human. Okay. They are human too. No matter how evil and dirty and low down they are, they're still human. So, uh, these vulnerabilities, it makes them more human and ultimately more compelling. All right. The evil they are, the more compelling they are. That's one for the books. All right. So, now let's move on to unpredictability and surprises. So a predictable villain can be boring. All right. We already know that. So, <laughs> so try not to write the typical villain in your story. All right. Please don't do that because you're going to lose some readers when you do that. You need to make them as compelling and unpredictable as possible. So, uh, to keep your audience engaged, you need to introduce unexpected elements into the story. So one way to do that is 
plot twist. Okay, we can do it through plot twist. So what you do is you subvert uh, expectations by, um, you know, by having your villain change course or reveal unexpected facets of their character. Okay. So, you know, maybe they start out good and you don't recognize them as the villain, but later on, you know, uh, you start to see some, some, some changes, you know, that, that wasn't, uh, as obvious in the first beginning. So it, you know, it, it makes it more interesting. It makes the story more compelling. All right. So, um, so, and then you can introduce uh, those complicated, um, alliances. So, you know, we don't, we know that villains can, you know, they can form alliances or, or rivalries with other characters, which also adds to the complexity uh, of the story. Okay. So, uh, you know, it can be a best friend. It can be a mother. It can be a brother. It can be a sister. It can be whoever you want it to be, but you know, still you need those complicated alliances. All right, so number three is the character arc. Now, we know how important those character arcs are, or any story arc is for that matter, right? So what you need to do is to consider the possibility of your villain um, experiencing a, um, a character arc, all right? So, you know, they may not necessarily become good, <laughs> but their evolution can be pivotal, pivotal in the story. That word always gives me trouble. All right, so, uh, so anyway, they can be pivotal, pivotal in the story. I'm going to get it out one way or the other. <laughs> Just bear with me. All right. So you know that over, um, uh, good gracious weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks ago, uh, when we talk about, uh, writing good stories and character development and all of those things, we understand how important it is as a writer to show and don't tell. Okay. So, you know, rather than simply telling your audience that your villain is evil, okay, what's the point if you're going to go ahead and, you know, do the spoiler alert at the beginning of the book instead of just letting it move on, you know, and then get to that point to where you don't have to tell the readers they see it for themselves. All right. So that's an example of show, don't tell. So anyway, uh, you can show their malevolence through actions and through their dialogue and the consequences. Okay. So let your readers or your viewers conclude making the villains impact more profound. Okay. I can't, I can't even tell you how important it is, but you know, the more to write, the more you write, the more, you know, okay. So, uh, you need a balancing act. Whew. We know how hard that is sometimes to get everything in that, in that perfect balance, you know, um, it's difficult in real life. So, uh, you know, and sometimes through creating stories, um, uh, you know, it's, it's just as hard. All right. But you need that balancing act. You need it because remember that, you know, while you're creating uh, a compelling villain, um, and how crucial that is, you know, they should not overshadow your hero. So don't ever do that. All right. So, you know, we, we want the hero's journey to remain always at the forefront of the story. And, uh, but you know, we know that the villain, um, you know, catalyzing growth and, and conflict is also an important part of that, but they should never overshadow the role of the hero because that's who we're rooting for, right? We're always rooting for the hero, uh, for the protagonist and not the antagonist. And, you know, I, I've read in some stories where the, uh, you know, where the, the antagonist was so, so compelling to the point to that, you know, that you were like, you almost liked them. <laughs> 
I know that sounds weird, but it was like, oh, wait a minute. This guy's evil, but I like him, you know, um, but it happens sometimes. Okay. It just, it just happens. But, um, and I want you to, what I want you to do is keep all of these things, uh, you know, keep them, uh, on your list, uh, write these tips down if you will, because, um, you know, every writer that's starting out may not have the gist of this writing game down yet. And, and, you know, for some of us, uh, even though you've been doing it for a very long time, still, you know, overall, um, perfection or perfecting what you do is necessary because, you know, we're not perfect. So, um, you know, and practice makes perfect. At least that's what my mama used to say all the time. She would say, practice makes perfect. So I do believe that. Uh, whether or not you ever get to that, you know, that, that perfect, perfect, perfect. But, uh, but you know, you're working toward that goal. You want to make it as close to perfect as you can get it. I always say that, make it as close to perfect as you can get it. And, um, because that's what you want to do. You want, you want to put your, your best foot forward. All right. And, uh, and that includes when you're writing, uh, you know, about the, uh, the antagonist, you know, we, we just hate that word, right. You know, um, uh, I don't know how you feel about it, but, you know, I remember when, um, I was in elementary school and my brother was like three grades ahead of me and, but we, we went to the same school. Um, and, um, you know, he was bullied. This is serious. Okay. Bullying is serious, but I always viewed, uh, his, the, 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 the people who were bullying him as villains. Because to me, that's what they were. They were villains. They weren't nice. And, uh, you know, they were much bigger and older, you know, in, in, in most cases. But yet instead, they, um, they bullied my brother who was smaller than them. And he was meek, you know, always quiet, you know, brainy kid. But, uh, but still, you know, so um, when I write villains, uh, a lot of the times I base them on some of those bullies that antagonized my brother when we were growing up. Anyway, you know, in conclusion, don't avoid creating villains that can antagonize and fascinate your audience. But, you know, what you want to do is craft memorable antagonists because it's an art that can elevate your storytelling to new heights. It will leave you, leave your readers or your viewers in awe of the complex characters who dare to antagonize your heroes. So create those unforgettable villains and watch your stories come to life with conflict, depth, and intrigue. And as I say every week, tell those how you care about them uh, the most because tomorrow's not promised. Today may be the only chance you get to do that. So on that note, I love you. I hope you love me back. Until the next time you hear my voice, God bless you and goodbye. Loved what you've heard on this week's episode? Well, well, the answer is simple. It would mean the world to us if you could head over to iTunes and leave us 